Hi, everybody. I'm Veda Scott, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even when you're a mysterious benefactor. This is Wrestling Cheers. Where we like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a special fan AIW episode. I forget what we called it last year, but yeah, we're we're bringing this one back. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your Everlistness Fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email if you so choose a desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net like i said this is an aiw fan episode where we're gonna talk about you know aiw uh first and foremost we have coming back on the show we got jay gold hey buddy how are you it's it's been a while yeah yeah it's been a while i'm glad to be back this one uh, will work way better hopefully than the last one the last one that nobody heard the lost Wrestling Cheers episode. The, the Lost Wrestling Cheers beginning of an episode because we said, fuck it. <laughs> this isn't going to work. Right. <laughs> and we have uh, making his debut here on Wrestling Cheers, even though he should have been on last year. And we'll get into that here in a second. We have his brother. We got Sam. How's it going, Sam? Uh, I'm going to imitate Stacy and go, hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have actually been on last year. Actually, this episode almost pretty much happened last year or could have happened last year when I sat down with Josh at the end of 2019, but I actually wanted both of you on, but Josh told me that you didn't want to come on, but afterwards you were like, well, why wasn't I back there? Well, you know, it's, it's, an, it's an added fee. You know, okay. sometimes it's, I, I drive the price up, you know, for the booking fee if, if it's both of us, so... But yeah, we, uh, we, 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 well, ironically, we could have did this last year, but we also, I didn't really have this format. So this is kind of, uh, for actually for Josh, this is going to be a little bit of a review of that episode. And it, it's been so long that people forgot. I have kind of forgot, but we'll have a, a great story with both of you talking about your journey of becoming AIW fans. Sounds good uh, to me. Yeah, let's do it. All right. For those who don't remember with these episodes, uh, I don't think I ever really went over the topics beforehand, but you know, I got a list of like topics and questions for people and you can go back into the archives. And last year we did a bunch last year during the pandemic and, uh, decided to, I've actually, I have, I have three sets of names on a list since late last year and you two were on that list pretty easy. So being able to get you guys both on for this was perfect. And that's kind of the way I did want it. I didn't want it. Josh with somebody else and Sam with somebody else. I want both of you guys together 
so in case people haven't uh, haven't heard my voice enough in the last uh, uh, eight to nine months during the pandemic between go for broke and the and the uh, biggins tournament here i am again <laughs> <laughs> i think you and butters uh probably like been on the podcast the most this year probably right behind uh yeah. with stacy right behind you guys yeah he's done a bunch too he's done a bunch of the reviews and and whatnot but uh butters and i were the uh iron men during go for broke april through june there's nothing like watching a show live on IWTV, getting right off, and then going to the computer and talking about everything you saw from that show. Oh, yeah. Well, it was fresh. I think we did that. I think that was the best idea to be able to do it directly after Go For Broke ended. I think we did that justice that way. I'm not sure I listened to those shows. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I, I wonder why. It, it wasn't me or Charlie. Couldn't be us. He, does, he gets tired of hearing my voice. He doesn't always, he doesn't need to, that's why we text so much. You know, this is the most talking we do on the phone uh, in the last like three years, I think. I, I didn't even know who was on when we started. <laughs> Sometimes you just forget his voice, but it's on purpose. Oh, your audience does not forget my voice. <laughs> I mean, sometimes we choose to. We just like hit a raise, like click, click, delete. Right. If you so choose or desire, you don't have to remember my voice. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's start off. Uh, what was your intro to AIW? Which everyone of you wants to start first? Because I guess a lot of these are going to be kind of similar for early on stuff. No, believe it or not, I'm going to uh, I'm going to leave it to uh, Sam. Sam can start us off because um, uh, he he's the one who got me into it. So it was it was it was all his uh, uh, doing. He kind of leads the way on me and then kind of sets me loose. So uh, uh, I, I leave that to Sam because he's been more of the podcast guy and 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 listened and, and kind of got us into it. Yeah, I mean, what happened was I, I was a big fan of Cult Cabana's podcast, and I used to listen to it like as soon as it came out. And one episode he did, I think it was Chandler and, and, and John Thorne were on, and they were, you know, kind of, I guess, previewing the card is going to change. And I listened to it, and then I started listening to the podcast podcast and i i thought these guys were great so i started following them on social media and it just kind of like i thought the podcast was fantastic and um i don't know i you know we we you know we lived in new york like in new jersey and it was i i wasn't sure we'd ever actually get out there but i i just i thought their social media was terrific the instagram stuff so one night in two very early on one year before gauntlet uh, a couple of years ago, I texted Josh one night, like literally on a Saturday night, like at one o'clock in the morning. And I was like, dude, I'm like, we should go to AIW. And I, I, I think I had sent it to him a bunch of times. And I kept telling him, you gotta listen to this podcast. It's fantastic. And I, um, I sent him a text like at one o'clock in the morning. I was like, dude, we should go to this. Like, let's just go. You know, we're, we'll, we'll, we'll book a hotel. It's, it's drivable. It's six hours and we'll just do it. And it's basically what we did. We, it was, it was, um, we went for gauntlet. And, uh, we just, we, we just said, let's do it. And it was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so Josh, you want to, you couldn't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we went for gauntlet and believe it or not, the gauntlet was, uh, was Jeff Jarrett. So, uh, uh, that it all comes full circle this month. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, we went and we, we stayed two nights, uh, and, and one night we just, one of the days was the first night we got there was the Friday and we did the AIW show. We went to Brunut's. Uh, we couldn't find any place to eat, and Brunuts was there, so we had some 
donuts and beer and we had this over is back to, in the mount back in the mount carmel days right yeah yeah we, we waited on that long line to get into mount carmel we didn't know like what what you know anybody from anybody and uh we sat in the front row and that was that was a uh uh let's see that was yeah jarrett was in there that's when dr dan took the uh the the uh guitar to the head and uh and yeah that was i mean that was our first introduction the nighttime was the uh was uh, fun house and that's where we we because i posted a lot on on twitter about uh, uh going from new york and and we ended up running into thorn at at the fun house and and having drinks with those guys and you know colin delaney was there and he recognized like my dasher t-shirt and he we, it started some conversation and we ended up talking about ecw with worldwide for like two and a half hours like we just we were we were all drinking and worldwide was just pitching his ecw stories how he was gonna how he could get himself involved in an ecw angle with new jack if i remember um but yeah that just set us off on our like on our fandom because it was so everybody was so accessible and and the jeff jarrett meet and greet was very accessible and you know, we were I think we even sat next to Rick. That was like the first night I ever met Rick Nelson. He we we joke about it because we literally were sitting next to each other. And didn't now now we're friends, but we you know, didn't know each other. And um, that whole crew was was right in our row. Um, and I know you were on the you were on the other side, like in the middle. I saw some video footage the other day. Of, I think you were singing with uh, Jeff Jarrett Summers and uh, and that was up. And, I, and you were kind of sitting diagonal from us. So I, I, I recalled those seats because they were they were front row. And we had Nick Gage coming out and scaring the hell out of me. He was, that's the first time I ever saw Nick Gage. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think that was that was our first trip uh, to Cleveland. And then the next day we ended up outside of the stadium at a sports bar watching the Red Bulls on my iPad inside the because uh, there was no sports like going on. There was no games for us. We were trying to figure out what to do that day. It was like a random. It was like a random day in March. It was very strange. We we went to Cleveland for two days. We had never been there, um, but uh, it was you know it was kind of the start of our. Uh, Josh and I like Cleveland now. <laughs> Love it a lot. Love it. It's the best place ever. I don't remember the uh, episode with Biggins and Thorn. Oh wait, a minute. was that that was the later art of wrestling, wasn't it? When he was ha- he would like have like little conversations with people type thing and not like not like the full art of wrestling but it was like his like weekend travels you know i i i i don't know i i just know it was it was definitely in 2015 or 2016 mm-hmm. when they started it it was it was glenn moore it was you know it was glenn moore and the other guy um and i just remember i think they were in chicago in his in colt's studio or something i don't know if it was a quick segment as part of a larger show, but I just remember them plugging that they were going to start this podcast and I started listening and that was, you know, I thought they were, they were, I thought they were very funny. Like it was great. Like I just, they seemed to me like real guys. So that's what happened. I think the funny thing for me is Colt is like part of the reason, like why I got into independent wrestling, like the story for me, which works out fairly well. Cause this past week I celebrated my, the 10 year anniversary of the first, show I went to, but it was in a way it was a a perfect storm. And there was a lot, there's a lot of components to it, but one of them was the fact of I was getting into listening to podcast and I'd always heard about, uh, Cole Cabanas through some, a couple other podcasts that I was, I was listening to. And it got to a point of like, I I need to check this podcast out. And I was very foreign to a lot of independent wrestling. So most of the people on there, like, I didn't know who they were. 
But if they were like former WWE guys or current WWE guys, I was like, okay, like I can listen to that. And I was like right around uh, Claudio, a.k.a. now Cesaro's episode. I remember that was like one of the first episodes I listened to, but I really got into it with uh, Zack Ryder with his episode. And I, I would go back and I would listen to some other episodes and I remember always like when he got towards the end, he started talking about like places he was going to be. And he was, talked about AI wrestling or a, well, AIW, AI wrestling.com. Cause he'd always like plug the website. So that got me going, okay, what's this AIW? And at that time we also had in this area, a company called PWO uh, pro wrestling, Ohio. And I forget how I learned about them, but it was in like, August and September of 20 or even uh, October of 2011, where I was starting to like track some of their shows like, okay, they're going to be here on this day. And like, there was reasons why I couldn't go to all these shows, but it finally hit the one that I could go to. And that started, like I said, me coming to shows. So it like that part goes back to Colcabana. And that's why yeah, I mean, he did. He did so much for mm-hmm. for the wrestling independent wrestling. Scene. I mean, I was like a loyal, loyal cult follower, like anything I could do to to, you know, see him live or or get a shirt or, you know, the the, the one thing I was like tracking down was a picture with him. And I finally got it like literally a pro wrestling film festival in this old studio on like 7th Street in Manhattan. I went one night and he was there with Matt Stryker and uh kevin gill and they were you know he was doing the cult watches bad wrestling that was like one of the first times he did it after the uh um the pro wrestling film festival so it was like all these weird animes and like short movies that he found and dug up and then he did this you know then he did the bad wrestling and then afterwards it was like a bar and he doesn't drink but he was there hanging out and taking pictures i finally got my picture with colt but i think he was very responsible for a large part of our generation starting up, you know, in the last 10 years with independent wrestling, giving it that, you know, that push that it has now that like people's love of it was all because of that podcast. I I can, I completely agree. I mean, Josh and I, before we, before AIW and it's, you know, kind of basically based on geography, we have been doing uh, Chikara. We went to a bunch of those shows. They did one, they did one two years in a row in Manhattan at, um, at like a, a studio slash bar space. And that was fun because, you know, Chikar is family friendly, but this, you know, you could have a couple drinks and, uh, we were going, we went to a few evolved shows. Um, but AIW, that, ex- that whole, this, the whole AIW experience. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure I could go to too many other, uh, independent wrestling companies anymore. It's just, it's it, it, the AIW experience is, is just too much fun to me. And it's, you know, having gotten to know a lot of the fans and, you know, um, kind of following what they've been doing. It's, it's, it's just too good. I, I, I just feel like I probably wouldn't, there aren't too many places I would go other than that. Well, I mean, you, you, you don't get the access to guys like you do. You know, I, I honestly don't know how many I'm going to that AEW show in December, but I don't know how many big wrestling shows I would pay for at all anymore. Like there's nothing you could, you can't entice me to go sit at a WWE show ever. Like I want to, I want to take, you know, my daughter, I'd love for her to go with Sam and take his kids with us and go to a show just for the spectacle. But there literally is nothing. You can't, you can't sell me a card that I want to go see a WWE show. But if, if you tell me, you know, like that Biggins tournament and Sam and I like look at each other and we're like, we, yeah, 
that's a tournament. We got to go, you know, that's going to be, you know, awesome. That's different. You could, you just can't, I, I don't want to pay for those things anymore. There's no access. You're just another face in like, you know, 15,000 people. And there's just something so much more organic and better about independent shows, especially AIW, just, you know, the access to people, the access to honesty from these guys. And, uh, and, and, you know, there's no other reason to go to those big time shows. I think that's why they're also suffering with their, with their, uh, attendances. Cause people just don't, there's nothing, there's nothing that's, that's that entertaining about it anymore. You know, so I'd rather spend my money on, you know, I could go to three AIW shows for the cost of one ticket to a WWE show. I mean, that's something with independent wrestling that I know I always kind of preach when it comes to like comparing it to WWE and now AEW. And I mean, I'll always get to where people just, they want to go back and forth with the battle between those two companies, which I get it. But at the end of the day, I have kind of, I have lost my fandom of WWE. Like I used to, when I was growing up, like I'll always have a, a soft spot for it as a, you know, right now in my office, I'm looking at so many like wrestling figures and other things that are definitely WWE based. So I, it's like, I can't get away from that, but like where they are now, like for me as a fan, I mean, going back to like literally for most of the past decade, I've been more of an independent wrestling fan to where like the AIW shows are the ones that like, I don't want to miss the, and I'm and I'm going out to different States to watch other shows because of, you know, I want to go out to black label pro so I can see a lot of uh, people that are there. And yeah, it's like I was saying that what I preach is just how shows are, especially, you know, especially IW when there's like people in this area. And this is something that I, I try to find a way to do is if I can find someone who, who could be a new fan, like say, especially on Twitter, like I, like if they're in the Akron area, I'm like, Hey, like check this place out. I even, even at work, like, uh, at the one place that I uh, pick up and deliver from, uh, I saw a guy wearing a wrestling shirt a couple of times. And then one time I was actually able to like catch him and say something. And I had like a good conversation with him. And I, and he was definitely like one of those like AEW people, which is fine, but it's like, Hey, you know, I know he wore a Britt Baker shirt one day. And there was like, oh, there's a couple other like people that I know I've seen him have shirts of. And I'm like, Hey, like, you know, Britt Baker used to wrestle because this was in Cleveland, like not that far away. Like talking about Mount Carmel. It's like, dude, like if you want to see these people, you can you could see them like locally. You might see them before they were a name, but like it's it's. I'm just trying to get more people into this. Yeah, even even the AEW guys like that's gonna. I'm excited to go, but that's gonna run out. Like I'm excited as an adult to go to AEW. Not, I mean, like I remember in like 1998. I think my brother was in college. We have some friends who were going to a show in Nassau Coliseum, and I happened to be home for the week, and they called me and they're like, "Do you want to come with us to Raw?" And I'm not kidding you. My heart skipped a beat. Like I was, I ended up going to the one where they crucified Austin and Nassau Coliseum and those shows. Like I honestly, I couldn't contain the excitement level I had for going to a WWE show than that. Like that night we were on the side of the stage. I couldn't even, I could barely see the ring and I was just that happy to be there. Now, if you told me I had front row seats, to go see like, you know, like money in the bank, I'd be like, you know, what is that going to entail for me? Is that going to, you know, is that my night's going to be really long if I go do, you know, like it's not fun. Like, but when Sam says to me, this is the month we're going to go to AIW, like we decided like two months ago, December is when we're going, we're like amped up to like a thousand and there's just a different experience that like you, I honestly cannot get myself excited about going to one of those other, you know, big, big company shows. I'm looking forward to December to see AEW, 
But after that, I'm good. I got the experience. I saw them come through, you know, but I would go back to AIW. If I lived closer, even closer, I would probably go to every show. It's just that kind of like I, I search out those independent shows with those guys on the card just to be around those guys and, and you know, enjoy what that is. Otherwise, it's, you know, it, it there's no there's no like there's no sense of singularity to going to a WWE show. You're just another face that they just like check off, you know, on your ticket. So I think for me, like I would still go to a WWE or AEW show if it was front row, just because I think that's just a totally different experience. But if my option was a mid let's say a mid-level ticket if you're talking about like a regular arena that like that first bowl compared yeah. to like front row at an independent show like i'm going to take that front row independent show every single time definitely like there's there's just something about it and like i get what you're what you're saying about you know just being like another face but at the same time like it works like a regular sporting event like when i went to the browns game last week you know i wasn't able to meet Baker Mayfield right. or, or any, anybody on the team. So it's like, I kind of understand that. But when you have like with independent wrestling, it's this nice added bonus to where most of the people, if not every person on the card, you can meet at the gimmick tables. I always have to leave a little bit of leeway because there's been many times where like there's certain wrestlers that just, they don't do gimmicks or um, maybe they just don't, don't come out and sell anything or whatever, whatever it may be. And they're, like even the hell the first show I went to, there's one person that didn't do gimmicks that I could think of. And like looking back, I wish they would have. I might have got a picture with them, and that was Brody Lee. But, yeah. But yeah, uh, I understand like that happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, when when we started doing the Chikara shows, um, I remember meeting like Chuck Taylor uh, and a few Drew guys. Black. Drew yeah, Black. Drew was Black was there. Afterwards, and I just thought, and I. I that to me was very novel and I thought it was very cool. Um, and I look, I think we've been a little bit spoiled, you know, by AIW because um, there is so much, there is so much access, you know, and, and the funny thing is, so Josh and I, like we became fans. And then when they announced they were doing uh, WrestleMania in, in New Jersey in 2019, um, I said to Josh, our, our, our father had, passed away a couple of months before that and we were just kind of like putzing around and um you know i said to josh i said you know look, we we could do something for these guys when they come in um we should do like a party like literally we'll just we'll just do like an open bar party for them and uh i, I had i had josh do all the legwork so so josh sent thorn a note and i i think i think john was probably a little bit like skeptical but we were yep. like no no we're not you know, we're not, we had, we had met him when we went out there and, um, we're like, we're not putzing around. Like we'll, we'll, we'll do something for you guys. Well, I remember us looking for an email address because we're like, what do we do? Like, how would we, how would we reach out and present this? Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, and, so we like, yeah. Sorry to jump on you. No, no. So we, I think, I think Thorne was a little bit skeptical, like, but we were, you know, I, we, we were good. We wanted to do it. We, you know, we, we kind of got the, I had gotten the flavor of AIW from all the podcast years. So I kind of knew what, you know, what everything was about. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I didn't think we were reaching out with an absurd thing. Like I thought they would, you know, get it. And they did. And we had, we had a great time. And, and, uh, so when they were in New Jersey for, uh, for WrestleMania, we did a, what was it, Josh, the Saturday night? Yeah. WrestleMania. So we did, Yeah, they did the, they did the show on Thursday night. 
and we were, you know, trying to help them with like getting people to the show on, you know, doing whatever we could, like talking to people. But I was talking to people on Twitter about subways from other shows from like Queens out to Jersey City. And they had all sorts of, you know, laws on, on what time they had to close and, and, and curfew laws in Jersey City. If you remember that, that was an insanity. Um, but yeah, then the Saturday night before when they had the uh, the ROH show was that night. That's why some certain guys couldn't make it. Yeah, we had, we, and we, you know, we did a nice little party. We got to meet everyone, and it really was, uh, you know, kind of solidified, you know, what I liked about the company and and the people who were involved. And it's 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 been a nice experience for us. You know, we go out a couple times a year, and we make a weekend out of it. For us, it's a lot of fun. You know, we get to spend time together. We both have families now. We don't live that close to each other anymore. Um, and it's really it's just become a great reason to you know go on a road trip. Um, and just spend time with people who we've come to very much like, you know, we've, we've met a lot of people uh, who go to the shows and kind of when we come into town, it's always, you know, we're, we're not, you know, bereft of, uh, of plans and, you know, getting to hang out with people and spending time before the shows, after the shows, it's been great. It really has been. So I'm guessing that first show was gauntlet for the gold 13. I'm pretty sure it was a gauntlet. I'm like right now, actually, yep. I'm just, I finally found the flyer. Yep. Gauntlet for the gold 13, March 23rd. 2018 at Our Lady of Mount yep. Carmel. That's correct. And Tracy Williams won that night. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, that's who won the gauntlet. Okay. I wanted to pu- I'd, uh, pull up the card and everything for all that. Uh, what was your first impression on the show as a whole? Well, I thought the show was ridiculous. I thought it was amazing. We went and we saw um, there was a few names on there. Like I remember because Sam was like, do you know, do you want to know any of these guys? And I was like, well, let me just look because we the two I try to stay as much as I can into, you know, independent wrestling. And I saw Dick Justice on that card. He went up against MJF and uh, Colt was on that card. And I and then Nick Gage was against Justice and Justice was wearing the uh, the tights, not the leggings. So I remember that. And then uh, and there was a few other I think uh, uh, Duke Money was on that card. And the first I think the first two guys who came out on that gauntlet was Thorne and Duke, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And also, I think the Fuckets were on that card. There was a bunch of, like, it, it was a really good show. Now that I look back on it, because I didn't know everybody, but when I look back on it, the card itself was fantastic. That night was was the the Gauntlet show. Also, I had Super Oprah. Um, I'm like going. I'm trying to like all of a sudden my brain just turned on and like flashback to all the guys who were at that show. Uh, I don't think I remember seeing Weird Body and and Worldwide selling merch. They weren't in the show. Um, oh. But he might have been – actually, Worldwide might have been in the gauntlet. But uh, I just – I remember that uh, Magnum was there doing the uh, doing the, the cape thing, I believe, uh, unless I'm wrong about that one. But I, I, I think Danhausen was in that – it was, was like creepy Danhausen at the time. Um, but that card in general, now that I look back on it – Sam, was that the one with Bishop and no consequences went up against Prohibition and his, his guys? Yeah, I, I, I think that's what it was. I think it, I think it actually yeah. started the show after intermission. Yeah, that could that could have been the beginning of the second half. Like looking at the results, uh, yeah, you were right. MJF uh, beat Dick Justice. I don't think Colt was on the card. Or at least I'm not. I'm not seeing him. I'm, I'm just looking at cage match. Uh, then after that, well, yep, uh, the production of Donovan Danhausen, which I think he might have been going by. Yeah, yeah, he was going by still going by the full name and yep. Eddie only. They defeated Duke Money, which was Jock and Mance. And uh, they also beat PME and also the Young Studs. Oh, that's right. 
that's right. That was a good match too. I remember that was a four way, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a chance to see a little bit of everyone that night. Um, yeah, yeah. I felt that was. I felt that card was very reflective of a certain period of AIW, mm-hmm. and you know, it's certainly you know it, it it's moved over the last few years. But I agree. I think that card was very much you know what the company was at that time. I think Magnum came and flipped somebody's hat into the crowd. It was it was Gringo was Loco was on that card too, Justin, wasn't he? Didn't he? Wasn't he in a scramble? Yes. Uh, Gringo Loco, Russ Myers, Shane Mercer, and Tim yeah. Dunst. Oh, yeah, Shane, Shane Mercer. Shane Mercer. Josh and I had seen Shane Mercer like two months before that in an Evolve show. What was he called? The Iron the Demon Iron or Demon. something? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And this guy, he looked like he, he was throwing people around. I, I Honestly, I, I don't understand why that guy's not huge because, you know, in terms of like with some major company because he is – really good but I, I think he got injured or something but he's fantastic yeah he I f- did that crazy that crazy slam the first time sam we ever saw that he carried the guy up to the top rope and then did a flipping slam with him in his arms do you remember that that was insanity it, that was a night oh actually justin you'll appreciate this so we went to um we went to an evolve show uh they were doing they had steven regal in yeah. in, in queens at a uh, community center meet and greet and then so the first guy announced, the first match announced on the card was somebody, I don't even remember who, against Dominic Greeny. So I was like, Josh, and it's funny because this was before we had even decided to go to AIW. And I was like, Josh, I hear this guy on the podcast all the time. We got to go meet him. And like, I actually would say that Dom probably deserves a little bit of credit for getting us to go out there because he was great. And we were like talking to him for a while and he's like, holy shit, I can't believe you guys know who I am from a podcast. And I was like, no, I do. I, I, I love podcasts. And um, we had a great time talking to him. We, you know, we bought a couple things from him. And uh, afterwards, I was like, this guy's great. And uh, that was one of the reasons why it kind of stuck in my head. I think, may, Josh, it may have even been like a week later when I was like, we should really go out to this AIW show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was. It, it absolutely was like all within the same like like week and a half, two week span that we made that decision. Um, and it was, yeah, it was definitely because of Dom and, uh, and, and how nice he was and how, how accessible he was also, um, to us. And I think that, that if those older Evolve shows were, remember we went to Deer Park and we saw Gargano and Drew McIntyre and Zack Sabre Jr. and Joey Styles was doing meet and greets. Um, yeah. and that was, and, and that was, uh, Flip Gordon was on that card and a bunch and of Stoke. Oh yeah. There were a bunch of, and I forgot who came out all dressed up in like a hood it might have been Drew McIntyre who came out and beat up uh, uh, Flip Gordon or or somebody else. Ricochet. We saw Ricochet Riddle. and Chuck R- Taylor was on the card also. And Chuck Taylor got got thumbtacks put through him. He, that, remember that match? Oh my God! Like there were some those guys all kind of intertwined eventually um, for us as far as like you know what we were watching and and AIW just kind of fit that mold after we were went to those Evolve shows and kind of figured that out. Um, but yeah, that was all. It was all Dom. When we talked to him, he was he was so so accessible and so good to us that we wanted to get out there. But that that card itself, now that I look back on it, is if you if you look at the whole thing top to bottom, what a better way to introduce somebody to AIW than that than that show? Yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of Gauntlet for the Gold in in general. A you have that you know over the top battle royal uh, elimination match going on that everybody loves, especially with Royal Rumble. 
And then, like, always just because, like, a lot of people that are within that match, you can build, like, a really good card around it. And then also within the gauntlet, there's, you know, a handful of surprises one way or another. And, yeah, it's, like, a definitely, like, a great marquee match or great marquee AIW show. And it's, it's like, a reason why it's one of the few shows of the year that's not, like, can change from year to year of, like, oh, we're going to call, you know, we're going to call it a... Uh, this movie reference and then the next year it's like something totally different but it's one of the few numbered paper uh not pay-per-views but one of the few numbered annual shows that i absolutely love it it, it was a, it was a good introduction it really was and it's it's funny because we used to do like we, we did a few chikara shows and um we actually we drove for chikara like where we would go justin free 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 wrestling whatever it was national wrestling day we drove to easton Pennsylvania to watch Shakara. It was like a two and a half hour drive. And uh, we went to that that VFW and it was, you know, the ice creams and and Jervis and Amasis and and Drew Gulak was on that card. And I think Tim Donst was on the card also. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. So we um, so we were we were doing that. But the truth is, I mean, it's I would there. I don't think I would go to any other company anymore. This one is just AIW is just it's just too much fun and it's I, I just know it so well in terms of the experience that it's not you know we met I, I remember we met like Eddie Kingston wrestled against uh what was his name the Juan Francisco Coronado who in oh the, yeah uh, yeah in this city we saw that and, and 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 Kingston I don't even remember what happened he went he Juan Francisco went over and like I was just like shocked. I was like, "Come on!" I'm like, "What just happened?" So, but it, it was funny. We we uh, we had a good night that night. We went for a few drinks before. We had a few drinks at the place. So you know, it was fun. But it's not as it's just not the same as AIW. I mean, one of the sh- one of the times we came in recently, like we went out for like five hours before. <laughs> it was fantastic. So yeah, that's the best part is being able to drink all day, go to the shows, drink all night, try to recover, and then turn around and drive back six and a half hours. <laughs> is there anything else that stuck out about uh, that show to you guys? I mean, I think the, 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 one of the things that kept us coming back, one of the reasons why we went in the beginning was the after party. And we said to ourselves, you know, what a great opportunity, you know, when we were going out there, we're like, Oh, they do these after parties. That'd be so cool, you know, to go and like talk to people. Uh, and just the, the, I, I just remember that night. Cause Thorn came like we we just started talking to Thorn. We were just like, "Hey, can we just say hi?" And it turned into like two hours of conversation, and that was so important. I, I mean, you can't under you can't undersell how important you know nice people and and the ability to connect with others, especially when we weren't from there, we didn't know anybody, and and just the welcoming is something that you can't you can't undersell about what AIW does, like. Where else can you go to a show and afterwards you go to some place and you could just, you know, talk to the booker or talk to four guys who just, you know, cut their heads open and, and bled all over the place and now are having beers and just enjoying themselves. So, you know, that that was the, one of the most important parts. That's one of the reasons why we were like, let's do a party, because the ability to, to talk to people and be and humanize everyone is 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 what was super important. So not just the wrestling, it's the entire experience. I think that was what was so memorable and and something that you can't you can't duplicate over here. I have yet to find anything like that um, on this side of the country. I did go to the Creative Pro Show a couple of weeks ago and it was very um, 
you know, everybody was drinking and hanging out and it, it was very cool, but it, it did not capture the same, like, now we can all go out to a bar and, and, you know, drink all night and talk shit and, and have fun as it did going to an AIW show. Yeah. For, for me, it was, for me, it was just how strikingly identifiable everybody was from, like I said, I had started listening to the podcast. I don't think I had ever even, I'm not like a a DVD guy or a, you know, on demand guy necessarily. So I don't think I'd ever necessarily even seen a you're show. Not a ta- you're not a tape trader. You never were. <laughs> I'm not. No, but, but uh, we, we had them. We just didn't do anything with them. You know, the right. tapes were younger. No, but I'm just saying like, so I had never, I don't think I had ever actually seen half of these guys actually wrestle, but having listened to the podcast, as soon as the night started, the amazing thing was, was how identifiable everybody was. And I thought it was very cool because, you know, it was, um, you know, you knew, you, uh, you did, it was. I don't know. The best way to describe it is this is this is what they played up, and this is what it was, and it was awesome, and it was exactly what they always said it was going to be. So it was. I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. So it was great. Also, Sam, make sure you put your uh, notifications on silent. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. Sorry. Where is that on my Mac? I don't know. Sorry about that. All right. Uh, who was the first friend you guys made at the the show? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We sat up with him all night that night. That was, yeah, he was, he was super cool about everything. And, uh, we did hang out with worldwide a ton. I think we started making more friends out of fans, uh, and meeting the fans and understanding everybody, uh, at the WrestleMania party when people showed up there. I think that's where we really started connecting with like other, just like fans like us. But you know, the night that we were at the first night we were there, yeah, it was definitely worldwide who was willing to you know, sit down and, and chat up with us for, for several hours. So absolutely. So you're both agreeing on worldwide. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 All right. What do you guys love about AIW? Well, I I think, again, I think it's the, the accessibility. I think it's, it's the, the humanization of a sport and a, and a business that I honestly have grown up with that the two of us have, we've known wrestling since we were like, five years old i mean so to be able to be a part of you know the to be able to have an accessibility to people listen to stories about the business uh you know feel like there's there's an understanding between us and them and and where we came from and and where they come from i think that's the that's the best part about it you know the wrestling is is not i'm not saying it's secondary but the humanization and the people that are a part of it are probably the most important. If people were, if they were all a bunch of dicks and all the fans, you know, if we came and never, we felt like outsiders and nobody wanted us around, you know, you probably would have never seen us again. But I think it's the, it's the, the people of, of Cleveland and the, 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 you know, the humanization of, of the stars and, and of people involved that makes it so, you know, is the best part about it. I mean, that's something that I always try to work on of like, like I kind of mentioned earlier about it you know, accepting new fans because you never know who is, you know, it's their first AIW show and they don't really know anything. Cause I've heard, I've heard other fans kind of like make comments to other people, even like on Twitter, like, Oh, like how come you don't know this? But it's just like, well, dude, like this person might not be, have been around even a year, maybe even, you know, just a show or so. And like, I, I definitely want more people to come back. For, for many different reasons, obviously, like for the company, I want them to experience like, you know, some of the same things that I experience of, you know, finding tomorrow's talent and also getting to meet some of your heroes, whatever it may be like. It's and it's always a fun show. And especially to, you know, just beginning to uh, 
make new friends like within the crowd and all that kind of stuff. Like when the family kind of needs to grow, I don't want to like gatekeep AIW. We're like, Oh no, you can't come. You can't come. Like, no, like I want more people to show up. This thing should get way bigger than it actually is. But you know, there's, there's reasons why people don't come to every show or don't come to a show at all. But if I can get one more person through the door, that's, I think that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, selfishly, I want, I want, everyone to go to shows and I want them to do well so I can keep going to shows. That's my, that's my, that's the selfish side of me where I'm like, when they, you know, please let them do really well because my brother and I use it as a very important experience and we like it that much. And why, you know, do well so I can go to more shows. You know, when, when the pandemic hit, it was very much like, holy shit, could, what are we going to lose in this industry? Cause we were really, I think independent wrestling before the pandemic was really starting to just really like with IWTV and everything else was really starting to peak in, in a spot that we haven't seen before. The, the amount of shows, the amount of talent, the, the stuff that was going on between AEW and WWE and Ring of Honor and everything else and Impact, you know, selfishly, I just want a- AIW to do really well so that I can keep coming back and, you know, getting that trip to Ohio and watching yeah, I love the Odeon. I liked, you know, Mount Carmel was great. I, we've been to a bunch of different places. We were at Ohio Nets. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't care where it is as long as they're running shows. We were at, you know, in Brook, Brook Park Rec Center. You know, as long as they're doing well and running shows, that means we could come back and, and go to shows. So, you know, that's that's selfishly, that's my my thing. I want to see them grow so that we can all grow together, you know? Yeah, I mean, I it's just, it's a lot of fun, you know, and it's it's... You know, it's, 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 we've made a lot of friends. Like I remember the last show we went to, what was that? Absolution, Josh? Is that the last we went to in, no, in we July? At, oh, that, but we went to the Biggins Cup. Yeah, but then, but then we went to Absolution and I remember we, um, we were staying downtown in a hotel. So we walked, oh, yeah, yeah. We walked over to the Odeon from the hotel and we're like walking up and Ed's just like randomly. No, that was Biggins. Yeah, that was the Biggins this, this yeah. summer. That was July. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we like we like we're like going by and we're just you know we're two hours before the show and we're just walking because we were gonna go to the flats and go out and like Ed's just standing outside. I'm like, come along, Ed, we're going for drinks and like you know it's a nice community and you know people are friends. Like I, Ed was at some I don't know, comma something anime convention this past weekend and I sent him a text. Colossal Con, right? Whatever it was, and I sent him a text and I was like, my kid needs Pokemon cards if they have them there, and he like sends me back a note and he's like, here you go. And I like Venmo him and I'm like, buy me a few packs. And like, you know, it's just, a, we've met really, we've met Josh and I both talk about this very often. We've met some great friends and it's just a lot of fun. So. All right. What is your favorite yearly AIW show? Absolution. Absolution. We has become, so the first year we went to absolution a couple of years ago, we went with our, our best friend who's come with us a few times, uh, Ziggy, who, he kind of is hangs out in the background, but like he's been a lot of fun when he goes to the shows with us and he gets a big kick out of everyone. And then we met another friend who at the time lived in Buffalo. So he just came over or, or was he in Buffalo or Cincinnati, Josh? Cincinnati. I don't he Cincinnati. He was yeah. in Cincinnati. So he came and met us there and we had a weekend. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were at the casino. We went to Morton's for dinner. Uh, it was, it was, a that's when we morning. recorded the, uh, the card is going to change. Oh, yeah, we were, that's right. We were on the card is going to change that that weekend. But 
and then we did absolution again this year. You know, unfortunately, they didn't. No, it was, it wasn't this year. They didn't do absolution this year. No, it was Biggins. It, yeah. Whatever it was Biggins. Sorry, I don't know. I, I keep calling it absolution because it's the one in July. But uh, yeah, that that's a fun. That I, the timing of that is just great. Like you know, late July, early August, it's the perfect time. Like I don't know in terms of like my work schedule, like everything. It's just like it's, you know, Cleveland's. You know, it's a, it's a good time to go. The weather's nice. I just I really like that show. Did you say the same thing, Josh? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I, I've taken to I've taken to really, really enjoying Cleveland, Ohio in the in the warm weather. It's it's fantastic. There's there's honestly it's I, I walking around. We walk from the hotel. You know, we went to when we were at dive bar. Like you could wear you know wearing shorts everywhere. Like there's nothing like walking around in warm weather in the summer. You know, with with your friends around and and just having a great night. You know, in a in a different state. It's just it's just awesome. So yeah, I'd say I'd say the time of year, everything that Absolution is, is is probably the best one. Yeah, I think with me, like you know, it's you know perfect timing. One of my favorites is, I mean, I already mentioned Gauntlet for the Gold, like that's great. Jayla Weekend's great. Absolution's great too. But hell on earth, like this hell on earth. Actually, I did I double checked the calendar. Thanksgiving Day, the day before Hell on Earth, will actually be ten years to the day of my first. AIW show, which was Hell on Earth 7. And if you go look at the card for Hell on Earth 7, it is a completely different show and completely different lineup and roster than what we have today. And I'm not even just talking about students. It's just there's a lot of people that I don't really know where the hell they went. And uh, luckily that with them being around, like when I first started, like it's it didn't matter. But like that around that time was kind of a turning point for AIW when I felt like they were the crowd was starting to get maybe just a little bit bigger. And that's why they part of the reason I think that why they went to Turner's Hall like that was like literally three shows before the first um, Turner's Hall show. Where did they do their shows before Turner's? Uh, there was a particular church. I'd, I'd have to look it up what the name was. And I, I think even before then they had bounced around to like maybe a couple other venues. But I know the show before that hell on earth was called They Live. That was at that particular church. And the next two shows after it, which was Nightmare Before Christmas, and that used to be a yearly show uh, that was numbered, and I don't remember what number it was. And then uh, January of 2012, the last show there was a Girls' Night Out. I don't remember the number, but then A Gauntlet for the Gold was the very first that had a uh, that had Cole Cabana. And it was part of the Art of Wrestling, not Art of Wrestling, the Wrestling Road Diaries 2 shooting. Oh, I remember that where Thorne pretended to, was that where Thorne pretended to not give, what's his name, the money? Maybe. It's been a while since I've watched it. Like, I own it, but. Yeah. But I know that's with um, uh, Cliff Compton and yeah. Luke Gallows. Cliff Compton, a very easily accessible, about five years ago, I, I was able to, or even longer, uh, he was following me on Twitter. And he was very, very accessible and a very, you know, very cool for the business. And I never heard from him. What, whatever happened to him? I, I don't know if anybody even like sees him on shows or anything anymore. Maybe he's retired. Yeah, he retired. Uh, uh, there was some injury thing with him. I forget when, but I remember we were we were around the time of Mount Carmel because he wrestled in Mount Carmel. But he, yeah, he had to step away. He had so much momentum with that Power Udi story that he told on on Cult, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, I really thought that he was once he once he got away from the 
the uh, Deuce and Domino gimmick and everything else. I really thought that he was, you know, he was another one of those indie guys that could have probably made a lot of money. I, I don't know, you know, another one of those guys who could have had a run on the indies. And I just don't remember, don't even remember how it like ended for him. I mean, that is one thing with just independent wrestling as a whole. You got people going in all different directions of whether it be, you know, traveling, whether it be going up to higher levels, whether it be kind of like disappearing. There's just like cards, like things are moving. Like people are also debuting all the time. Like there's people that I feel like I'm always learning about new wrestlers. And then like there's always wrestlers that I think I'm like, oh, what happened to them? Yeah, that was was one of the things I was I thought about a lot during the pandemic were the guys who, you know, were the kind of frequent flyers. You know, I remember Matt Cross was on Colts podcast. I know he was a big AIW guy. You know, this was a guy who I think he was doing, you know, I don't remember. It was maybe 50 flights a year, if not more, where he was traveling, you know, you know, 200 days a year. And I, I remember during the pandemic thinking a lot about, you know, those kind of guys and how much their life must have, you know, been altered just by the idea that suddenly you're home, you know, for such an extended period of time. It's like, what was that movie with uh, George Clooney in the early 2000s, right up in the air or something? And the guy just couldn't be home. And I, I just wondered if, if a lot of those guys kind of had the same feeling where, you know, frankly, they were, you know, they were just happier once a plane took off just to be away from it all for a couple hours. So uh, that may be my attempt at being profound. But uh, it's like you was, at a bar. If you can't but, get to the bar and sit at the bar. Right. I'm just happier. Yeah. Right. No, <laughs> no, but that, I'm saying that's maybe my attempt at being profound. But I remember thinking about that a lot during the, uh, you know, kind of real lockdown months, wondering about these guys who had traveled, you know, 200 days a year. And if that, you know, how they were doing so. I don't have much information behind it, but on Wikipedia, it says that Cliff Compton retired in 2018. Oh, shit. That long ago? Wow. Yep. Well, I mean, he's another guy who 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 got it. I mean, I, I really there was there was a few guys who like could follow along as like with Colt as far as accessibility and, and getting out and selling the merch and and, you know, traveling from town to town and getting their name out there. And I, I you know. I don't know if enough guys still – and you would know, Summers, and Sam, you and I talked about this. Like, I don't know if enough guys understand like what Colt was saying, like how he would he would sell that every last T-shirt. You know, like if there was 10 bucks to be made, he was out there, you know, selling it. And I think – I don't think enough guys in the last two or three years took that advice as much as they should because like you should go to a show and, and these guys should be selling every shirt, you know, and taking every picture. You know, and there's just some some guys just don't don't do that, you know, as much as they should. But uh, Colt, really, I mean, going back to him, what a what a uh, an absolute like he just he set the bar so, so high and and showed you the roadmap to to success in, in independent wrestling. I mean, it's it's hard now because these, there are so many, you know, these the big companies are snapping up all the, the top earners and the top guys. But for this, you know, the guys who are in the who were just starting their careers, they could learn a lot from those, those, uh, uh, art of wrestling podcasts, just like a ton. They should just sit down and binge all those episodes to learn about how it is, you know, in merch sales, the gimmick tables, the whole thing. Yeah. Now those episodes are available for free. So they should, uh, they can go back and listen to all of them and, uh, uh, help put some money in Colt's pocket. But even like that whole idea too, of, uh, you know, getting every last dollar you can out of the day, like I'm reminded of 
when I, I ran into a wrestler that kind of showed me that it's probably happened multiple times with other people, but the one that always sticks out in my mind the most was there was a particular girls night out back at Turner's hall. And I was down to like $2 and that's just what I had in my pocket. And this was like before a lot of uh, wrestlers were doing, you know, PayPal and all that kind of stuff. I don't even know if I, how much money I had to my name even at that time, but I know I had $2 left in my pocket, maybe even it was three, but I knew like I was kind of done buying stuff and Kimberly asked me if I, you know, like if I wanted to buy an eight by 10 and like the excuse that he used, I'm like, I only have $3 in my pocket. And she was like, that'll do. And I was like, oh, okay. So it, w- it was kind of like testing me, like if I wanted to say no, but I was like, fine. Like if I'm going to get like this deal on an eight by 10, I'm going to take it because then it goes back to, yeah. Like, you know, if you have that money, uh, if you can get any money out of the day, like that was three extra dollars that uh, she got for me that day. Right. That that was what was so that's then that's, and that's what he has like set up to where I, I wish more guys would do that. Like, Honestly, I wish you would see more guys coming out and, and sitting or even they don't have to sell gimmicks. Just come out and sit with the fans. And I think that's, you know, I think that means more and gets you more notoriety than those guys who, you know, who just don't don't do anything, you know, who are just like, all right, I got to go. You know what I mean? Like more guys should be sitting out and and doing that now, especially nowadays. You want to get your name out because there's so many um, new guys out there, you want to get your name out, be the guy who goes out and, and, you know, consistently shakes hands with everybody or, or is willing to take a selfie or anything like that and see where that goes. I think that's, that's important. I mean, this is something that that I think about and I want to know, I would like to hear like what wrestlers say about this and how many that still subscribe to this, even though I do know there's a certain, you could say cult of fans that, uh, don't subscribe to this logic, but I think every wrestler should sell merch, whether it be, oh, I agree. whether it yeah. be eight by tens, t-shirts, whatever it may be. I don't care if you're a bad guy. Like sometimes, you know, fans will still like, even if it's just maybe a kid coming up to you, like I've seen so many, you know, bad guys in wrestling that are able to go out to the gimmick table and they still have fans come up to them. Like we're out of this world of, Oh, we have to like hate these people and all this kind of stuff. And they, they can't sell gimmicks because they're supposed to be hated. It's, I think it's stupid. And like, it could go pulling to the fact of, you know, these wrestlers need to, you know, make, make extra money too. It's not this type of thing where, well, if you're a good guy, you, you make less money because you're going to make more at the gimmick table. And if you're a bad guy, you're going to make more because you're not going to go out and sell gimmicks. Like, no, like everybody, well, I mean, everybody has their own pay rate. And like, if you want to go out and make more, go out and do it. Cause I know I, I won't get into much of the story, but there was one local wrestler that was uh, a bad guy. And my now wife wanted to take a picture with him and not getting into too much of the story. He, he was kind of a dick. And the way I looked at him, like, if you do want to take, a f- you, you mean he was a heel. <laughs> I never like, I'm always weird. on like saying good guy and heel type shit. Cause I uh, like, I never know with me not like officially being in the business, how people feel about that. Like sometimes I'll say good guy, bad guy. Sometimes we'll say face heel. It just depends on how I want to present the story. But with this particular story, this dude was being a dick and this was like after the show and he should known enough about me being there that like, I I know better. And it's like, if you didn't want to take yeah. a p- picture, say something like, I'll just say he took a half ass picture and it's like, dude, you know, 
take a picture, Steve guy. Come on, we know it was you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 because that, that guy is such a dick. <laughs> well, dude, I'll tell you this though. So you want to see organic, like, and I, I tell, I've, I've, I've said it a million times, like on Twitter. But my daughter goes with me to the shows, to the JCW shows. She met uh, Bishop for the first time. He was so cool to her. She saw him again the next time we went. He let her hold the battle bowl ring that he won. He was so nice to her. He talked all this shit with her. And she just, now when he's on TV, she's wants to know that he wins. And when he loses, she was like devastated. That kind of organic uh, growth of a fan for just, we he didn't, Bishop didn't have anything to sell it that day. He was into JCW to do his show and he had to go. You know what? That gesture of him coming out and just like shit talking with my daughter and telling her that he could beat me up and like just answering her stupid questions where she was like, I have candy. And he was like, oh, oh yeah. Like he didn't even have to ask her anything. Like she was just being, you know, whatever. It means so much to people that I think us as like adults, we take it for granted. He's got a fan now that now forever, like she will root for him even if he goes in and he beats up like, you know, an old lady in the ring, she will still root for him over the old lady. Like, that's why that was so important. That's why Sam and I are fans of AIW because of the little gestures of just like, what's up and, and have a drink and, you know, talk. It's so, it means so much that you can see it in what AIW does and what their guys do, as opposed to going to, you know, as we went back to that WWE stuff where you don't see them, that's it. They're on TV. They're larger than life. You're not going to run into them. Unless you're working, you know, unless you happen to be working somewhere where they're going to come in, it's virtually impossible to like get a moment's peace or like one of our buddies worked at a gym. So they used to come in Jersey and then when they would come do the, you know, the IZOD center, they would work out in his gym. Like otherwise the odds of that happening are so slim. So to go to a show and be able to know that these guys are going to come out and, and at least talk to you for five minutes means all the dip makes all the difference. It really does. There's like, it just, it just makes all the difference. Going back to the merch thing, though, uh, I don't know the economics of running a, uh, you know, of a run of of shirts. I would just urge these guys to do something other than black. I don't wear black T-shirts. I'm not buying them. So, (laughs) yeah, the funny thing about that is I'm the opposite. Like, I prefer black or at least anything that's not white. I will not buy a white T-shirt, a charcoal, a navy, maybe even like a, 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 a royal blue. I, I don't need these. Uh, black. I don't like black t-shirts. Me, I, I love black t-shirts. I don't know. I just I think I look good in them. But I've I've also like understood like listening to wrestlers. Like they get a lot of like feedback to where like you you'll get fans like you that are like I don't want black people like me. I don't want you know I I prefer black. But I'll, but I'll take pretty much anything but white. But I think I've heard people out there like oh I want white t-shirts. I'm like no. Like and I know the thing about white t-shirts. If I'm correct, they're the cheapest to make. So I understand why some wrestlers will make them because of they can sell it for the same price, but it was made a little bit cheaper. Well, they, they also, as long as it's not on the heavyweight cotton t-shirt, I, I have just, I just rally against everyone who puts their designs on the Gildan, like even summers. I mean, even your wrestling cheers t-shirt is on that, you know, uh, uh next level apparel gear that what a maneuver puts out. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to go. These guys should all be looking into a place like what a maneuver or, you know, what is it, Brain Buster Tease or whatever, that doesn't do, you know, the heavyweight 
cotton because gotta, that gotta is, do the tri-blend. Gotta do the tri-blend. Tri-blend. It's awful otherwise. I don't want to wear a sandwich board. It's awful. It's like wear it's like wearing a mattress pad on your body. It's awful. And and I think that some of these guys have gotten it. I think PWTs gets away with this horse shit where they charge upcharge you for soft style. And, you know, I, I think the the more guys who start to realize like, you know, when when Butters put up his stuff on on what a maneuver, I was so happy he did what a maneuver because I like to wear, you know, the next level stuff and, and the, the tri blends, even, even the, 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 the two, you know, the cotton and the, the blend, just the, the 50, 50 or whatever. But it's all those small things in the last like two years since we've been home, a lot of these guys should have been on top of it and been like, okay, I can't, you know, I can't use those because if I do that, you know, then people aren't going to want to wear that because they don't fit right or whatever. But it, it's those little attention to details that makes all the difference. Like Dan Housen, when I saw him at a uh, creative pros, his stuff is like top of the line, like the stuff that he sells. His T-shirts are soft. He has his dolls. You know, he has his figures, his pictures. Like that's a guy who clearly paid attention to the, you know, the Colt Cabana school of of getting, you know, getting his gimmick over and then getting paid for it. And and I think more guys who are going to do that, the more success they're going to have. I mean, when it comes to Dan Housen, I mean, that kind of goes back to the conversation you know, I had recently with Stacy about how, you know, that was a dude who made a lot of merch by hand and it was probably all fairly cheap and he was selling everything at a decent price, but he got so popular to where he doesn't have to do that anymore, but he found ways to like still get all that merch out there. Like the, the line of stuff that he's been able to do then to now is just insane and i always feel bad for anybody who's a completist for him they want everything he's had because there's like some stuff that it's going to be like near impossible like those those, uh you know paper masks that he made you know i have three of them and i think the one that i have one of them the they live one is a one of one like i have the only one he ever made of it because that was a commission thing that i bought from him but it was his face paint and then um do, do, do you wear it <laughs> i'm just curious <laughs> oh no like that that's more for decoration actually i think i put i think i put it up in storage for right now but i need to actually whenever i if i move and get a house and all that kind of stuff i can display more my stuff a little bit more promptly because i do have like his uh the plastic mask that they were made last year like i think that's going to have that like side by side of what he put out a year prior i think would be or even like i think like two years prior was would be awesome but yeah, like, he's, he's just he's just a guy who gets it, mm-hmm. he just gets it. And like the more guys who, to, who could have taken the pandemic to like refine their merch and stuff and pop out and be like, hey, look at, you know what I got. I think, you know, the 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 more success you're going to have on the indies by making, you know, by getting that fan base. You know, I, I just it's just so it's yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, the truth is like I, I, I don't I don't know what, you know, how these guys do it. I don't have any advice for them except for don't make black t-shirts. Well, look at Dom's t-shirts. He's got purple. He's got all sorts of stuff. I love Dom's gear. I have a ton of Dom's t-shirts and a ton of his, his, uh, his stickers. And, you know, I have a few of his old pins, like when he did real submissions and, you know, Dom got it too. I think at the very beginning, I think he understood how important, like cool, you know, having cool merchandise is the hat. Remember when we went to Jersey uh, to Atlantic city, uh, two summers ago during the pandemic to see him at ICW, he had the bone collector hat. I mean, even those small touches mean the world, you know, and I think it, it, more guys who do that, even look, Josh Bishop, I have his, uh, 
I have his uh, coffee mug in my house. Like I love it. I love having I love having that coffee mug. And Derek had like a limited run of these director T-shirts uh, two summers ago. I think it was Heels and Faces or somebody. Um, and I got one of those. And like those limited edition things are those things that that kind of separates guys from the rest. So it's just it's super important. I think more guys need to to look into that stuff. Like Dom has some deal with bald monkeys and he made a purple soft style zip up hoodie with his like his comic book uh, uh, cover on it. This bone collector comic book cover. A bunch of guys did it. Summers, I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter. Um, but I ordered one of those purple sweatshirts because I don't own a purple sweatshirt and that's going to be awesome to have, you know? So I think more the more guys do that, the better off they're going to be as far as uh, as far as notoriety. Oh my God, Josh! I don't think I realize the full extent of wrestling gear that you own. That <laughs> I got a lot of shit. It's <laughs> awesome. Out, that is outstanding. It I think is. I, bought, I think I bought a, a purple belt keychain from Dom once. <laughs> yeah, like I, I wear my my Macho Man Zubaz pants out. I know Summers guys a pair of brown and and white ones for the Browns, but my Macho Man ones I wear them in the supermarket. I wear them to drop my daughter off, and it starts conversations. I wear those pants with my AIW hoodie. And then I really start the conversation up. And so I'm telling you, the more people, the more guys pick up on this, uh, uh, the merch stuff, the, the limited edition stuff, the one of 300, the more you put one of something on it, the more guys or people are going to look to get it and the more notoriety you're going to get. And, and, and nobody understands that better than Colt or Danhausen or Cardona or, you know, like, you know, you that those guys just all get it. And, and I think, more of those young guys, the more they do, the better off. I like my Kentucky Gentleman Chuck Taylor t-shirt from about eight years ago. Oh, yeah. I still got mine. I have a, I think it's a Kentucky Gentleman. It's a Chuck Taylor's PBR shirt, I believe. It was a big PBR style. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Yeah, it's a good one. From the Chikara days, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I, I bought mine. I bought at uh, the one Chikara show that was in Cleveland. You know, the, the, the Quackenbush might have been a giant dick face, but Chikara was, uh, honestly, those shows were super fun. And all the guys on there worked their butts off and had, you know, all different ideas. And it, it, uh, it's a shame that that, that segment of, of wrestling was literally wiped out in, in, during the pandemic to the point where nobody even, you know, there's no, uh, there are memories, but there's no, like, there's no trace of it left, you know, and that's kind of sad. And go, going back to what you were saying, Josh, I also have the Macho Man pair. Oh, good. And I'm wearing the Browns one right now. Ah, today is Sunday. Well, my Jets gear, I take off the minute they start losing. So, like, if I, I was wearing a Jets a jersey on Thursday night, and as soon as Mike White got hurt, my wife goes, where's the jersey? I go, I put it away. Once the game is out of – once I know the game's done, I put all the – I take all the shit off and I put it away because there's no reason to wear it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I know that feeling all too well, but yeah, I don't I don't wear it every every Sunday, but this was one of those uh, days that I was like I felt like wearing it. I like yeah, loafers. Dude. I like loafers <laughs> and slacks on Sunday. Doesn't that sound lovely? <laughs> Holy shit! All right, uh, next question: What are some of your favorite AIW shows? Like single shows? Like the last one was like obviously yearly shows, but like what individual shows? No, the best show I've ever been to ever is Slumber Party Massacre. There's no other, and I say it everywhere. I said it in the Discord. I say it to ever. There is no other independent show that I've ever been to in my entire life that was as good as that show. There's no other. There will never be one 
that made me feel the way I felt that night in being, you know, being a mile from my house. Sam and I, we brought a friend with us. It was an incredible night. You guys were all there. Um, it, it was an incredible night having like surreal, having all these like people that I knew in Jersey city, like five minutes from my home and the card itself, the Bishop Garini match was one of the best independent wrestling matches I've ever seen in my entire life. And the rest of the card was incredible. Even though those guys were running from show to show to try to get, you know, to get there on time to get the, you know, the timing. I remember if we listened to the podcast where they talked about how guys were like running in the minute the, their music hit that show top to bottom was the best independent wrestling show I've ever seen. So that's the one there's no, I have no others. Yeah, that, that was, that was fun. That was a good one. I, it, had, it had a nice feel to it. The place really felt electric. It was great. So you're both agreeing on that show? Yeah, man. We just said. <laughs> I, I make well, well, Sam, you're just like yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. But I'm, I'm, I'm making sure. Uh, number one, you both agree. Are there any other like individual shows that you like? Because this is uh, starts a line of questions where do you, it can be more than just one. Like yes, I understand that you like Slumber Party Master, but are there other ones out there that that stand out definitely of like great? AIW shows, and I was not at the Summer Party Massacre. Oh, so you weren't at the... Okay. Well, I, I remember a bunch of those dudes out waiting for Ed and Pat and yeah. Rick and, and Stacy. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I all the AIW shows we've been to, I, I've enjoyed. That Absolution was great, but when you say single shows, I, I don't know if I, if I would say like any was like has stood out to me as much as Slumber Party. All I love, if I'm not at the shows, I love when I used to get them on fight and I could just sit there and watch them, it doesn't matter what they are. I just feel like even when I'm watching like a Winchester show, if it's on IWTV, I feel like I'm, I am a part of it. I feel like the Twitter world has really in, enabled us to um, really feel like a part of it, even when you're not there. And we're, you know, and we're 400 miles from you guys. And I still feel like, you know, even when you were doing, when the, they did the the brewery show that, we were still there together because we were able to tweet about it and things like that. So I don't know if I would say like any singularity singular show stood out to me, except summer party massacre because I was there was the greatest thing I've ever seen. But the, the rest of the shows, they always feel like an AIW show. And that's what I want. Even the one in Indiana during the pandemic um, outdoors felt like an AIW show. Even, even that crazy uh, uh, collective show, you know, felt like an AIW show. It might've felt a little off, but to me just, you know, I, I can, I can watch any singular show and just enjoy it for what it is. So I, I don't think I have strong opinions either way on singular shows. That, that, that Ohio net show was, um, was fun. Then we went to Nax afterwards. That was fun. Yeah. With, with Masato Tanaka. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That was the one that, uh, that wor worldwide that the, uh, that the real world lost the, uh, the tag titles worldwide was going through some shit. And uh, they lost the belts that night um, to uh, Infinity and Beyond. And also, Wes Barkley was up against uh, Tim Donst, and uh, the Barkley Nation was in full effect. The young version of the Barkley Nation that was like unruly was at that show, like going crazy. Yeah, that was a fun one. I really enjoyed that show. I always talk about how I love how spacious. Uh, that was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember, like, I there, was was. So, there was so much room. Mm -hmm. Like, they, it's almost like they could have done like three shows in there, but you know, they, they put us in that space and, uh, going to the bathroom was, 
was like it was like a mile away from where you were sitting and you know and then the, the uh, one side had bleachers one side had seats that was a, that was a cool night i i enjoyed that place it was a weird vibe but a cool night when what when what month was that that was december was that december that was when they lost uh mount carmel and they were scrambling to uh to find another place and and not yeah, to mention was, a way to remember that was, one of two, that was one of two after parties we went to at nax right so that was uh nax nax had those good uh, mac and cheese bites <laughs> yeah, that was that was so Ohio Nets was the first next one we went to. And then uh, and then uh, the other show, uh, Hell on Brooke Earth Park. at, at yeah. Brook Park was there, too. Yeah, that was a that was an annual Christmas show. I think it was after yeah, it was like right after Christmas and way to remember because of how they do December shows. They're pretty much all named after some something of a Christmas movie. Like that, well, that can get into a debate with people, but you know, that one being Die Hard and like every December show has some sort of like Christmas movie reference. That's why I'm kind of waiting for them to announce what the name of the December uh, show is because I'm waiting for a Turbo Man uh, or Jingle All the Way reference. Does you want to bring your Turbo Man to the show and have people sign it? <laughs> no, no. Just that's my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> I think, like, I, I think a, a funny name would be uh, You're My Favorite Customer. I have no uh, idea what any. I, have no idea I was going to say, means. you know what my favorite Christmas movie is? None, because I'm not. I don't believe in Christmas. <laughs> we should do a Hanukkah themed AIW show. <laughs> Eight crazy nights. Uh, you know, I think it should be even even less subtle. I think it's <laughs> all the latkes you can eat, or something like that. <laughs> right, go all in. Right, do it as 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 far as close as you can to the line. Uh, I, I I can only think of references from the movie Eight Crazy Nights, but that's I, the one. That's the one you can think of. N- never seen it. Yeah, it was I? I remember that being just some. It was animated, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys were probably in your like twenties when that came out. I don't Definitely. see movies. Like I was. Yeah, a, that's his Sam's problem. I don't see movies at all, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, Josh goes sees movies, but he hates them all. So no, not all of them. Not all of them. I just I just watched uh, uh, the Harder They Fall, and that movie was awesome. And I watched the Protege, and that movie was really good. And I saw Pig with Nicolas Cage, and that was really weird but good. So um, the three last three movies I saw were actually very entertaining. That's about the uh, it's about the truffle pig. Yeah, his pig gets kidnapped, and when yeah, he goes into the seedy underbelly of the Oregon uh, uh, culinary world and tries to find who took his pig, it's not an action movie as much as it sounds like. It's it's way more introspective. It's a strange movie, and Nicolas Cage is awesome in it. But that one, I, I give good marks to too. Summer, so I don't hate everything. There's there's a lot I don't <laughs> like, but there's a lot that I do like. Hey, thanks for the review, Josh. Because I'm not going to see it, and I appreciate your perspective. <laughs> Thank you. I just seen The Eternals and uh, Spiral. Josh is I, going to The Eternals tomorrow. He can't tomorrow. wait. Tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. Yep, I will be there. So at the end credit scene, this is what happens. It comes out with uh, no, I won't spoil anything for you. You you'll have to tell Sam off the air because he never he won't ever see it. So he likes to like keep up on what the timeline is, but he just doesn't care what happens in the movie. Right, but I'll but I'll never see the movie. But I do right. want to turn out what the timeline is. But I will yep. never see the movie. Yep. All, all, all only thing I will say is there are two post credit scenes: one in the middle, one at the very very end, and they set up like three. Actually, well, they introduce you basically to four different characters. Yeah, I heard I heard some some whispering, so I will I will check that out. Nice, that's four movies I definitely won't see. Oh, <laughs> awesome! Oh my god, what a dick! I, I just 
I have no desire to go to a movie or to sit down and watch a movie. Oh, I love well, it. I'd rather listen to wrestling cheers. Thank you. <laughs> we we got to be like Josh now and buy a shirt. Oh yes, and we got to get a shirt, otherwise, uh, otherwise, uh, Summers will blow you up. Do you do a? Uh, do you do argyle socks or uh, <laughs> V-neck sweaters? I, I I don't need any more t-shirts. How about a hoodie? I don't wear those either. How about a tank top? That's true. I do not wear tank tops. Actually, I gotta I gotta buy myself a wrestling cheers tank top. I keep telling myself I can't. That I really need one, but uh. Maybe- Maybe you have a crested blazer. <laughs> I mean, the reason why I hit Josh up was because he was buying podcast, uh, other podcast shirts. And I said something. He's like, oh, I will. I will. I will. And I didn't make mention anything for like well over a year. And I was like, so how about you get another shirt? Because I think you, you got the IWTV shirt. IWTV right. guide shirt. And I was just kind of like, oh, oh, uh, Charlie Butters didn't have to wait like a couple of years. And you're like, I'll get on that right now. I just want everybody to know. I thought, I thought after we did go for broke, I would get a wrestling cheer shirt for free, but I did not. (laughs) I don't even get one for free. I mean, guests of the show receive, you know, like at the in those in those TV interviews, guests of today's promotional promotional considerations paid for. That's right. There's no Lord Alfred Hayes on wrestling cheers. All right. Uh, what are some of your favorite? What's on IWTV this week, Justin? No, <laughs> Note to self: sell unedited episodes to right. people. Okay, got it. Um, <laughs> what are your favorite AIW matches? Oh, I, I said it. The Dom Bishop match. Um, the one, the uh, uh, Bishop Justice when he the the fall off the top of the uh off the top of the Odeon. Um. The Derek uh, uh, Barkley finals of the Biggins tournament was was right up there. Uh, the match, uh, the the I like PME, the, uh, I like the I like the Lee Moriarty Alex Shelley uh, trio of matches. Yeah, PME versus uh, Two Infinity, the finale of that one where they won the belts at Absolution. That was that. I think actually, I think that takes it. I think Josh is right. I, as much but, as I like the Alex Shelley Lee Moriarty, uh, I think Papa Pepperoni didn't he run up to the front and shoot off a. Uh, uh, you know, confetti poppers when they won. I thought it was like that too. Like that night was that match was nuts. Yeah, that, that was a great. Yeah, I, I actually think I yeah I think I changed my I think I changed my vote. I think it's that that was a great conclusion to that uh to that series of matches. Yeah, I, I would think for for you and I for our, our our fandom, it doesn't go as far back summers as like some of the stuff that you've seen. But I think from from our fandom, I, I think the Bishop Greeny match was top of the line, and the Derek West finale that match where Derek bled all over the place honestly made me feel like AIW was back at in that finale that was I, I we were sitting next to what Wes's mom and uh and at the bar I think I remember like the Barkley Nation was there and I honestly I I you know you and me we we all we all thought Derek was going to win that thing and just the the amount of false finishes and you know the the craziness of that match that felt so good just watching um, but there, you know, there was a handful, but to me, the Bishop Garini match at summer party was probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. It, it was wrestling and it was, you know, like that death match style that I'm not all too comfortable with, but that one was good. I actually thought he was going to light him on fire. So if you had me believing it at that point, I, I remember saying the same, I'm like, they're actually going to light somebody on fire in here. I hope they don't get in trouble. So, I mean, that was, that was awesome. I think in the past few years, AEW's had a lot of really great matches. Like it's, mm-hmm. it says a lot to the, the company as a whole and just w- w- what's the one that sticks out to you the most and with you know to infinity and beyond versus pme like i love that series 
And, you know, I've said it before on the show. I know there's people out there that because they saw PME in different promotions where they weren't really to be taken seriously, they really questioned them as wrestlers. And I had to be like, listen, watch this match. I mean, granted, this particular person never did. And they just took what they saw other companies as what they were like. But I'm like, no, like, watch these matches because this oh, this is summers I, I hate to jump over you i gotta ask you a question since you know this better than i do mm-hmm. the pme bear country match remember where they do that where they did that almost like an avalanche style sunset dreams on uh, on bear bronson or i think that's who it was um that match was awesome by the way uh was that before or after they won the titles that was when after they won the titles i want to say that was after they won the titles i could be wrong that match was fucking awesome. With that finish was, I mean, you, whoever was there, you, you probably remember it better than I do, but people went nuts for that finish. Like, I mean, because the Bears were tossing them around, and they, they really, they came in, that, that finish was awesome. I just remember, you want to, like, some, some things that stand out, that really st- stood out to me. All right, this might uh, work in a little bit of the matches, but what are some of your favorite moments in AIW, like obviously this doesn't always have to be match related. It could be uh, other things in ring. It could be things out of the ring, but just like your some of your favorite AIW moments. I liked uh, I liked uh, putting on the ECW theme song with Matthew Justice at our uh, the party we threw. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> we gave him twenty was... bucks. Do the jukebox. <laughs> yeah, and I, I my my favorite one of my favorite moments was sitting with Steve Guy and Eddie Kingston, and Levi Everett came in. I never saw him before that night. And he came in, and, I, and when I said to Eddie, I was like, "That dude's Amish." And he's, I go, "Is he? Is he really Amish? He's in here dressed as full Amish." And Eddie said, "Bro, if you're gonna be Amish, be fucking Amish." And I go, "You're right." And I was like, "Yeah, I guess, I guess he's." And and I was, and I that stuck with me that he that Eddie was so like he's like so down with that. And he was like Levi, that that's that dude's good. And uh, and that was a pretty cool moment and then also when we were sitting there and steve guy introduced us to eddie and he was with swoggle and duke and eddie goes you want to come you want to come with a midget at me and a midget to go look at strippers or something to go to a strip club remember that sam and we turned him down <laughs> right that was very funny i remember yeah, that you want to come oh he goes you want to come with some wrestlers and a midget to a strip club <laughs> we're like no we're gonna stay here and keep drinking all right and then they just left and that was an odd that was an odd question to be asked <laughs> all right I think, I, summers i think i think all the moments that we go that's the reason we go so i think anything that happens you know while we're there i think qualifies always as a as a you know as a cool moment when we were there when say when we grabbed ed to take him out for a drink or you know when when i got to sit next to stacy when justice jumped into the crowd or you know uh uh we spent one night with like the guys from Marks with Mike's at Nax. Like they came over and hung out with us, like just a chance to meet those guys or, you know, a chance to like sit with Dr. Dan and Derek at Nax one night also like, and, and just like talk like human beings, you know, like those, those parts of it are, are what, you know, what really makes it. And I think anytime the reason why we're there are for those moments. So I don't know if I can put that all like quantify it all into like one one moment, but I think they all kind of led up to why our fandom is what it is. Spot on, spot on. Hey, oh, so what you're saying is your favorite AIW moments is just you guys being there. Like that, like that's what we, we like, Oh, the gold scenes are here. So like that's, that just automatically makes it a great moment. 
What? <laughs> what? No, I'm saying <laughs> what, what we get a chance to experience. You ask me what my favorite moment is. It's just being in these experiences. You know, it's it doesn't necessarily have to be. Uh, uh, what, what does pro wrestling mean to everybody? It's a different experience for everybody. You know, for my daughter, it was getting a chance to, to, you know, see somebody thrown into the crowd on top of her. For somebody else, it could be taking their, you know, their girlfriend and, and you know, you know, just sitting in the front row and enjoying it. You know, it, it all depends. It, it, you know, for other people, it could be other things. So I think it all depends on the person. It's a very kind of subjective toward, sort of, uh, uh, of question. Josh, I was messing with you. Oh, okay. Well, I, this, this part of this, the show is brought, brought to you by Terramana Tequila, which I've been drinking the whole time we've been doing this. <laughs> well, as long as you're not taking big gulps on the mic, gotta love it. I've been, pu- I've been pushing mute while I'm doing it. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's been some of your favorite uh, special guests at AAW? That's an interesting question. I don't know if I, if I think about like the, like the guests as far as uh, a major factor into why, you know, why we go. So I don't know. I, I, I've, I've liked, I've liked meeting Swaggle. I've liked meeting Colt. That's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, I think the guests just add, you know, add to it. Um, but, uh, I, you know, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I, I think those guys like the signings and stuff is a, is a cool like afterthought, but the, the guys in the ring are, 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 you know, are pretty good. I, I never, I, I wanted to be there for like Terry, Runnels or or like those those ones that he just did you know oh, with no but you know what Anthony Fon- Green Fonzie, I would have Fonzie's liked to have seen that cool. oh yeah Fonzie's awesome Fonzie's yeah cool. yeah I'd say he, he Fonzie definitely too because because we were we were big AI, big ECW guys and used to go to a lot of the shows and you know having seen Fonzie what Josh what is it twenty five years ago and then see yeah that's pretty cool yeah definitely all right last question what are some IWTV suggestions for people of uh, AIW shows. Like originally when we did this, it was the pandemic. So it was like, Hey, uh, while you're on lockdown or you're on quarantine, like go watch these. And now it's not as much, but it's just, just, just keeping in there with all the rest. So what are your, uh, AIW, IWTV suggestions? I, I, Summers, come on, you, you and me, we should be steering everybody to go for broke. Um, because, Regardless of what people thought and, and how many people had a chance to see it, you know, I know it wasn't over, it wasn't viewed great. The numbers weren't great. But if you really do look at it, like Sam and I used to watch it and we talk about like they, they really, they got it. what they were doing with, with Go for Broke was probably the most sensible style of what they could have put out, you know, during the pandemic. Look at some of the junky, empty arena, you know, crap that was going out and then look at what go for broke was and that was story driven character driven the wrestling was there but you didn't feel like you needed the crowd because of the tightness of the shots and the way the matches flowed and some of the sound like the ambient sound from the guys up in the upper deck who were cheering on and such i'd say go watch go for broke because it it really brought in you you got a chance to see a lot of guys who you might not have have been used to. And I think it really got me to like Ethan Wright. Um, and, and, you know, it really turned me on to like the aggressive side of PME and, and all those things. And, and there was a lot to that. And, and Duke was really fun to watch and the Bitcoin boys. So there was that, I, if you asked me what to send people to, I would say do the, do go for broke. I like the, um, I like the Jaylet that had a uh, Marty Janetti and the, oh, yeah. uh, and also the uh, the Ronda Rousey show. 
So that one, uh, Bloodsport was the Rousey show, which was an absolutely fun night live. And then I forget what Shaylit year that is. That, that was what, the year before we got there, Sam? The Marty Jenny or the year after we, we were there. So was that the Jaylit after that, uh, that gauntlet? Wasn't that 2018 with yeah, Janetti? I, 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 I think so. I just remember listening. <laughs> I remember we didn't go, but I remember listening to uh, Dylan Hales reviewing it on his you know uh podcast uh and he like i don't know i i, I think he i had I, I think he deserved it deserved a little bit more credit than he got that day and i think he kind of got it because he like actually gave them some credit for for kind of trying to mix the old with the new and i just was like this is why i like these guys so yeah yeah that was either 17 or 18 as i'm trying to pull up yeah i think it was 17 good choice sam way to go or no, 18. It was 18. Yeah, that's right. I was looking at the the wrong result, uh, looking at the day two, and I thought that was day one. Because obviously I know the main event was Janelle and Janetti. And Janetti tore his ACL or something in that match? Something like that. Yeah, they had to like, we didn't have to like carry him to the to the airport or something, where he like limped his way to the airport or something like that. I know there was some crazy story behind him, him getting hurt at that show. All right, and he... Uh... Final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go. Start with Sam. Uh, no. <laughs> I got no, I got no plugs. Nothing. Plug your Twitter. I, I, no. <laughs> Plug your fantasy football team. <laughs> no, but, 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 but thank you for having me on. All right, Jay Gold. No, I got nothing. Just Jay Gold 12 on Twitter. My, I can plug my Twitter cause I don't have anything important going on. You're yeah, no, I got nothing. Just my Twitter is kind of actually your plug like that. The whole thing. Cause Go for broke. That was yeah. That was it's literally like your plug. Part of it is yeah. No, I got nothing. Just my Twitter. Well, I have a Twitter handle, so I might as well put it out there. But I don't. It's not really a plug if nothing's going on. I'm not selling or showing or doing anything. It's just it's just me ranting about screaming at the clouds. You know, doing whatever. All right, and you can find myself at J Summers three three zero on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, wrestling cheers.podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as. All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Spanish Nounce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Game Marks Podcast, Powerbomb Jutsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, If You Catch My Grift, Add Outs with Wrestling, Best in the World podcast, Marks with Mikes. This ends at Prom and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventure, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Good Company, Heart of Gold, Toy Hiya Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and be sure to use... The 10% off code when you order of Cheers. 
so you can save yourself a little money. Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're yelling at clouds. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Praying in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back. Other shows are in the trash. Kinda like they Nick Stapp. Like the name is Matt Justice. Wearing all the gold. Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close. The number one podcast going in the game. And one day everybody's gonna know the name. It's the Wrestling Cheers. This is Platinum Max. Signing off. Ohio. Good night. The world. Good night. We love you. We'll see you next week. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows Summer, your name. Summers, you're on you're on TikTok. Yeah, I'm on TikTok. What are you What are you doing on the TikToks? You doing the dances? No, no dances. <laughs> uh, I haven't recorded a video in like a close to a month. I do have like I think it's like around eighteen thousand followers. Like I'll I just like talk wrestling on there mostly. You have eighteen thousand followers on TikTok. Okay, here's here's the thing about TikTok, and this is my honest to god opinion what? about it. Oh yeah. Like you can look it up, Chase Summer three three zero on TikTok. Um, it's easier for people to get followers on that platform more than any other. So when I see people that that have a lot, and then I check their other platforms, they don't. Most of them don't have a lot. I mean, you will get some of those ones that have you know they've been able to uh, cultivate a following on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all like all these other platforms too. So like those ones make sense. But like having eighteen thousand, it's just because. I've had certain videos get a lot of views. I, ironically enough, my one with the most views, I was talking about a Ghostbusters Funko Pop that I have. That's pretty rare. And literally, I went from like 9,000 followers. 18,000 views talking about a Ghostbusters Funko Pop? Oh, no, no. I, I have that many followers. That video has over a million views. I, I, just send it to me. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Shoot it over. I gotta see it. I gotta see what the hype is. Okay, I'll I'll just send you my whole profile. It's I have it pinned at the top, so it's easy. It's easy to find. It's the only one I have pinned. But yeah, I I'll talk. You want, right. me, to be, you want me to follow you, don't you? I don't. I don't have TikTok, so. Well, but I'm, there's other like you can look at other videos that way if you wanted to to see like other things I talk about. But like I said, I haven't yeah, posted right. a video in Shoot close. To watch it. <laughs> I ha I haven't posted a video in close to a month. And I actually need to because I was doing like uh, post game thoughts on like Browns games uh, and I have like a bunch of wrestling stuff that I, I need I need to post and then there's there's some other stuff that I need to post. But anyway, 